International. Welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, a podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hey, Pat. May I say, that intro, incredible. Oh, thank you very Nailed much. Yeah. <laughs> That's my For 2018, my goal is to nail the intro every time. I, I, I was going back and listening to, to some sodes, and I was like, okay, bud, you know, you, be professional here. <laughs> get it together yeah get it together buddy uh <laughs> man i had to get i i took the time to get it together this morning and saved my life kath i almost died this morning yeah uh, well no but <laughs> I, 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 I could have died all right mm. I, uh it's icy as shit here in austin texas today uh oh right i saw everybody was freaking the hell out oh yeah yeah just losing our mind but this was like worse than normal usually we'll, we'll lose our mind over like the the mention of snow and this was actually like like shit was Actually, pretty much yeah yeah i remember my first year in austin there was a really serious ice storm it does happen yeah 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 but now i live up here so i get to roll my eyes at you guys oh yeah so. of course of course but yeah we'll come this <laughs> summer when you're like oh it's hot i'll be like shut up bitch it's 88 you know? <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> but uh yeah when i lived in connecticut that was my thing everybody be like dude this ain't cold you ain't seen nothing yet i'm like okay it's february i don't when am i gonna see something like it's if it has right if not now when uh but yeah so I, I i live on the third floor uh of an apartment complex that and um uh the, the sands all the basically i walked outside and i took a few seconds to survey my surroundings and realize everything was covered in ice uh and i was running out to get in a car if i had been my, my normal self it was just running blindly out of my apartment as i do in the morning <laughs> I is that how you leave your apartment i just i tear out of there like a bat out of fucking hell <laughs> I kick take the, off like a bullet just yeah. out the door. <laughs> I kick the door outward from the inside. It opens in. I just gah! I just fucking bend the hinges back and I just run out of my apartment at full. Bl- you take you take a raw egg like a shot yeah. and then you run out of your apartment full speed, high stepping like Deion Sanders, just <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs the entire time. It, it, this is actually true. I definitely have ran out of my house to catch a car with a mouth full of listerine just swishing hell yeah and then hell as i'm yeah. going down the second round of stairs i just spit it off the edge and just run into the car <laughs> <laughs> classic yeah. late to things guy yeah, move yeah yeah i uh, you know you you guys merely adopted the last minute i was born in it molded by it. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see punctuality until i was already a man um no so yeah so i go out and if i would have done the usual apartment exit i would have hit that ice i would have slid over the railing and fallen to my death i know yeah <laughs> falling down all those stairs no what are the stairs it would have been straight drop down to the patio i live in the middle i don't even look like my door is not near the stairs do you live in do you live in sandstone yeah i, yeah, I live in sandstone i, okay. I, I live uh, on the south side uh south sea of well, you don't have to give your address to the people oh, yeah. <laughs> well i was going to familiarize you with the layout I yeah no in, I, I know where you're where yeah. you're talking about yeah, yeah. And so like uh, you would have just tripped over the edge the, and, i would have fallen over the railing and yeah that would have been the end of, of me that'd be the pat just, uh, just <laughs> yeah uh so anyways yeah that almost i almost died in an alternate universe where except i didn't and nothing actually happened but 
I like. I'm glad you're here, Pat. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you. It was close. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that was my day. Uh, anything going on on your end there, Kath? Um, nothing so exciting. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> well, I mean, this is all. Keep in mind, I made it up. I mean, like, it didn't actually happen. It was just <laughs> me thinking about how if I if I had not surveyed the surroundings, so nothing actually happened. I'm glad, but yeah, yeah no, uh, I'm good. I'm good. That's what's you up. Know. Hell yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I guess we should just uh, we should dive right in, Kath. Uh, every now and then, I have the great pleasure of doing a story about a good guy. A good guys. Good people, actually. Good people. <laughs> uh, we, we, only, we only have a few. Usually, we're talking about some assholes. And, uh, yeah, it's rare. Yeah, this is... Uh, it's, rare, it's a rare and welcome, like, cheerful tone for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is uh, definitely the underdogs uh, uh, coming back and scoring one for the people. Uh, <laughs> Kath, obviously, I am referring to the Stone of Scone. <laughs> the stone, the stone can we put in like a music drop there so yeah that was Ethan, like very yeah epic. put an edit point oh but i got a, <laughs> i got a lot of uh a lot of activity from last week's episode everybody like i literally got text messages from people that were like oh you say you tell ethan to put in an edit point and then we hear you looking up the name of that director <laughs> yeah 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 people people definitely brought that to my attention too <laughs> it's just such like a casual behind the scenes moment too i'm like all right just gonna go ahead and look here you're like yeah. you, you need to look it up i'm like no no <laughs> i'm good i'm Stop. good I got it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely took my time. Like we weren't fucking recording. Classic. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. So anyway, yeah, we just leave that in as Easter eggs for the fans. Yeah, and, yeah, we uh, do this shit for y'all, man. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we could edit our shit correctly, but we don't because we care. Uh, <laughs> Precisely, you nailed. It. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> so the stone of scone, also known as the stone of destiny. I, why did it just lead with stone of destiny? But uh, yeah, that's way better. Yeah, I want to I call guess it, it stone of rhyme. But. I want to call it stone of destiny, but there's we'll get into it. There's a movie that, that gets made about this. And I didn't know if they made that up just for the movie. Cause it sounds better than stone of scone. Cause yeah. the, and so I wasn't like, I didn't want to say the wrong thing, but it's definitely the stone of scone. Uh, okay. what I'm referring to, of course, it's also called in England, the coronation stone. Uh, it's an oblong block of red sandstone. Shout out to sandstone that was used <laughs> for centuries in the coronation of the monarchs of Scotland and later the monarchs of England and the kingdom of great Britain. Now, uh, historically, so uh, how was it? I don't under, how was it used in the coronation? Now, well, here's what, it was this is essentially this was the throne for the kings of scotland for centuries uh okay so they they sat on it yeah it's like a big stone yeah it's a big stone it's 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 literally like it's about um like a big ass like uh um i'd say like three by two feet kind of and okay. it's got and it's about like about a, f- a little under a foot thick and like it's just this fucking so it's stone like a bench. yeah it's like a bench essentially and they would prop it they would prop that bitch up and they'd pull their kilt to the side and sit down and they talk shop. I imagine <laughs> uh, they would just, you know, discuss um, the hot stuff in the streets. Like, Hey, do you know you can boil a cow's head and put a pig's ass inside of it and eat it? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. I love that. <laughs> Uh, like welcome to being scottish yeah we well, yeah, invented yeah, it yeah 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 i never met a part of a cow i will not eat uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so that's what they used uh now the artifact that was kept in the uh the now ruined scone abbey in scone near perth scotland hence the stone of scone now uh, got it yeah it's Didn't also- just pick it for the rhyme yeah, <laughs> uh, it's also known as the Jacob's Pillow Stone, and uh, I'm not sure why they do that. And of course, in, in Scottish Gaelic, it's known as the uh, it's classic. Everybody knows this. So, oh my know. God, you nailed it. Yeah. 
You uh, killed it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I, one might say I murdered that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, now it's, it's about 26 inches by 16.75 inches and about 10.5 inches thick. So uh, that's kind of close. Uh, its weight is approximately 336 pounds. Uh, and it has a roughly incised cross on one surface, and it has an iron ring at each end that aids with transport. Now, uh, now, 14th century English. So they would move it around. It would get moved, yeah. But like, I don't know okay. if it got moved like long distances or if it was just like, hey, pull up a chair. And they just like, <laughs> like dragged a big ass rock up to their <laughs> fucking stone table. I don't know what they did back then. But uh, so the uh, English cleric and historian Walter Hemingford described the previous location of the Scottish coronation stone as the monastery of Scone, which is a few miles away from the castle of Scone. Okay. Now, and uh, now there, there, there the stone sat there. It was used by the proud Scots uh, to, to seat their kings and to crown their kings on. They would cor- do the coronations on them. And everything yep. was going good for the Scottish people. Uh, that is until... They had uh, their stone. Everything yeah. was going great. Yeah, they had their stone. Yeah, they were cooking animals. Their cow stomach. Yeah, in the stomach of another animal. Uh, just, you know, uh, they, they were all they had the rich careers as groundskeepers. Uh, in <laughs> That's a good Scottish stereotype, a modern Scottish yeah. stereotype, that they're all groundskeepers. They're just all, everyone there is... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all just yeah, yeah, just groundskeepers, like like totally ripped groundskeepers who are prone to violence. Yeah, uh, not even like groundskeeper Willie, just like oh yeah, Scottish people. Yeah, they yeah, keep ground. We all keep yeah, we do. all keep the ground. Uh, a couple <laughs> of us work service industry, but that's just so the groundkeepers can go and get stuff to eat. Yeah. Uh, now there, the stone sat until uh, twelve ninety six. Uh, the stone was captured by Edward the first as spoils of war when he was uh, going to war with Scotland. Now this is what's funny is a lot of the stuff refers to it as spoils of war and like i think it's just so they don't really be like you know they, they have to remind you like hey they were in conflict and when there's conflict you know there's spoils just so it's not just like yeah we kind of traipsed in there and stole their shit you know like, right like the spoils of war yeah means you ran in and ruined and took all their stuff yeah yeah exactly uh it's an archaic uh idea that you get to do that to somebody and meanwhile mm-hmm. the sitting president was like why didn't why didn't we take the oil we went into iraq we should have took the oil <laughs> yeah like that's Set. Yeah, there's um he would have he would have honestly killed shit in twelve ninety six, if we're being honest. <laughs> in Rome there's uh like a commemorative arch, like an ancient Roman arch, and it commemorates the the sack of Israel. Like when yeah, yeah. basically like it's all of the all of the like ancient Romans carrying off all of this Jewish stuff yeah. that they stole. It's there's literally a menorah. It's like <laughs> and it's like several thousand years old and it's like a bunch of ancient romans and togas yeah. hauling off a menorah and it's yeah. like it's just so funny to me yeah they're just like Spoils looking at it like war. some roman dude is like showing us like, look at that boy we fucked him up that day <laughs> 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 yeah. exactly yeah so uh yeah uh by the way uh uh um if Ed Trump was king in 1296, uh, he would be like, Hadrian's wall just got 10 feet taller. <laughs> uh, Good one. Yeah, a little, Good one. yeah, thank you. Thank you. History uh, joke. Yeah, yeah, a little history joke from a fellow smart people out there. Uh, <laughs> so now he took it in the spoils of war. He took it to Westminster Abbey. Uh, we all know Westminster Abbey. Um, 
uh, in the movie Cool Runnings, uh, Yule Brenner, the character Yule Brenner, who is uh, named mm-hmm. similarly to the actor, uh, he was like, "What are these days, man? I'm gonna buy this house right here." And he took a picture out of his wallet, and it was Westminster Abbey. <laughs> and Dougie Doug just calls him an idiot. It's pretty cool. And then like the sensitive rich kid is like, "You'll get there one day, me brethren." <laughs> Whew, good movie. Anyways, um, so yeah, so there it was taken to Westminster Abbey, where it was fitted into a wooden chair, and that is still the current. That that's the, the actual current throne of England. And it was built around this block uh, just to encase it. It's kind of like basically, like, hey, look, like, look, motherfucker, I ran up in. I took your fucking stupid seat. I built an amazing seat around it. So I sit on my yeah, seat and I sit yeah. on your seat. It's like he got, yeah. he got his ride pimped. It was like, hey, I heard you like seats. So we put a seat in your seat. So you just sit while you sit. <laughs> put some spinners on that throne. Yeah, really yeah. Up. No, seriously, the, the fucking the, the stone, the throne still looks fucking crazy, but uh, it hasn't been re. re- done because i guess it's like a tradition thing but they said it used to have on top of all the jewels that are still in it it was also covered in mirrors so it just looked like a otherworldly like godly like whoa yeah that sounds rad yeah it's pretty tight uh so and there there it sat that was known as saint saint edward's chair and it's on which most subsequent english sovereigns have been crowned since 1290 fucking six like that's hmm. that's so crazy about Britain. Like, unfortunately, yeah. other other written histories of stuff are either culturally uh, uh, culturally harder for me to grasp. I don't gravitate towards them, or we wiped out some other cultures history that's just not there to study. And yeah. like, but like Britain, it's like so documented. It goes back like you can go like you can read about a dude from the year eight hundred and how he's related to the the current monarch. I just find right. that fascinating. Like Charlemagne is related. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. It's fucking weird, but uh. <laughs> so there it sat uh and it, edward sought to claim his uh his status as the lord paramount of scotland and what better way to do that than sitting on their fucking chair so he, yeah he kept it there now there are some doubts uh over whether or not the stone was captured by edward the first um the westminster westminster stone theory posits that monks at the Sto- scone palace hid the real stone in the river tay whenever i hear that i think that's bullshit <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining like can you imagine people who are that into this that they're like yeah, I subscribe to the Westminster Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they just like they like go hang out at their bar where they all hang out at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About it. They're like, I'm Team Westminster Stone. Yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, they talk shit about those idiots. Uh, you know, oh, he's a he's a Deniston Hill guy. That guy. He exactly. Thinks, he thinks exactly. it was buried at Deniston Hill. That idiot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's where they 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 uh, that's another thing. Yeah, that's basically there's places where they think it is, and I've always thought that that's kind of bullshit when somebody's like. Uh, you know, like, oh yeah, they think they took our chair, but no, we hid the real one and gave right. it. Oh, where's the real one at? I'm not telling you because nobody right. told me because we're not quite sure where. Yeah, that's uh, that's like on the Simpsons when they steal the lemon tree and they then they steal uh, Shelbyville steals the Springfield lemon tree and then Springfield yeah. steals it back <laughs> and the Shelbyville that's some spoils the war shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Shelbyville dad is going. Uh, Grandpa, he's like, and then Shelbyville gave Springfield back the lemon tree because it was haunted. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so those are the, those are the, the debate that kind of goes over about you know whether it was taken or not um now in the uh, the treaty of northampton in 1328 between the kingdom of scotland and the kingdom of england it's kind of interesting england agreed to return the captured stone to scotland but riotous crowds showed up to westminster abbey and were like nah you're not taking you're not giving that back to its rightful owners we stole that it's ours god damn it uh, yeah so shout out to like earlier peoples they that's like the one time in the like in humanity where you could be nationalistic and not really be an asshole <laughs> like yeah yeah because yeah, everybody was actually just fucking 
clans yeah yeah and it was like it made sense and now it's like well you're just kind of being a prick but uh yeah <laughs> so anyways and then so it basically it sat there uh it sat there for six centuries uh that's where every scottish or every british king has been or monarch has been reined in on on uh saint edward's chair on top of the stone of scone uh stolen from scotland and uh, you know that that's where it sat uh so now this is where our story kind of kicks in fast forward uh to 1950 and okay, so this this chair has been in England from 1296 until 1950. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a yeah, a bit of uh, it's that's an okay run. You know, that's, that's a pretty yeah, yeah, solid yeah. run. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Run. At that point, it's their chair. <laughs> yeah. Like, like at that point, like it's, it's like somebody leaves beer over at your house, and you're like, all right, yeah, yeah, come back and come <laughs> by and get that. Like I give it like three days. If you ain't come back and got that beer, I'm fucking drinking it. Like right, yeah. yeah that's 1296 my, and 1950. What is that? That's uh, uh, 650 years. Yeah. Like yeah. That? Yeah. 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 That's their. That's their chair. That's so, their chair. Well, not according to ian hamilton calf not according to ian ian hamilton is that like an open micer yeah yeah yeah, That's yeah. An open yeah yeah he has that joke about like what if titties were on your back like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ian hamilton. yeah 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 a whole new meaning to titty fuck is what he said yeah that's right i know what you're talking about <laughs> That's such a good all-purpose open micer. Yeah, here's a joke about whether titties are on your back. Uh, What do you call the bra upper back support? You know, Ian, Ian Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, Ian Uh, Hamilton. yeah. Yeah. So uh, Hamilton was born in Paisley, Scotland on 13th of September, 1925. Uh, He was the son of a tailor. He attended the John Nielsen Institute in Paisley before going on to the University of Glasgow to study law after doing a short stint in the British Army. Uh, Now, while he was there at the uh, University of Glasgow, uh, Hamilton became very politically active. Uh, He actually became a participant in the debates at Glasgow University Union. He was a member of the Glasgow University Scottish Nationalist Association and also the Scottish Covenant Association. So, again, we are talking about how several hundred years ago you could be a nationalist and yeah it's fine this yeah. guy's a nationalist in 1950 yeah but like also like i i i feel like i might have been making a generalization i feel when you have like i like, guess if you're a scottish nationalist that makes sense because you're actually advocating for sovereignty from england yeah yeah i think opera, but like, like being and being like into that is yeah. is different than being like a white nationalist or yeah, something well, well, like, I mean, well it just it just go when you're when you're when you want to build, uh, when you want to claim sovereignty, sovereignty around like your geographical location or a culture that is not necessarily tied to race, that's not nearly as dubious. <laughs> but like, no, no, no. But I just mean like, I could because like nationalists as a political movement in countries that are already sovereign are terrifying. Yes. Like they're bad. Not even like just the white nationalists. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nationalists were fucked up during the civil, the Spanish Civil War. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a nationalist in a country that is already its own country is scary. Yes, yes. But in Scotland, I kind of get it because yeah, those well, people th- want to be their own country and yeah. they're not. And, and, and if you talk to the, if I, if my understanding of like the the, the British Isles is uh, is correct, it's like they're kind of essentially already are their own country, but they they do right. fall they fall under they, they they swear fealty to the fucking the British crown. So it's like they, it's not like right. yeah, it's not like they're just like already there and they want to break away. It's like no, we want like our own shit that was already there and you guys conquered right. us and we like they just had that vote a couple years ex- ago. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah. Um, so like, yeah. So that I mean, that's still going. That's still a, a, a very lively debate. They do say most people don't favor it, and I think really at the end of the day, I mean, it's cool. Like, I I love Texas. Like, um, obviously, I was born here. I fucking when I found out that we could see it, even though that's actually not true, we can't do that. I remember as a kid just thinking that would be fucking cool. Just how cool would that be if Texas was its own country, simply for the idea that I liked Texas. And then as I got older, I was like, yeah, that doesn't really work. You know, like that's sometimes it's best to kind of just stick together because that I don't know. So, but we're not here to talk about the the merits of the, of the Scottish uh, independence uh, movement. We're just here to talk about it. its shining star, Ian Hamilton. Uh, Ian Hamilton. He was a campaign manager uh, to have John McCormick elected to the rector of the university. So there's that about him, which is a thing. <laughs> now, okay, yeah. So Ian Hamilton essentially, yeah, he go he he goes up, grows up in Scotland. He fucking loves Scotland. That's that's his jam. He goes to the university. He's of all about it. Yeah, he's doing his thing. He's a regular old William Wallace out there. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, just big swinging dick, big man on campus. Um, getting really involved in the political aspect of stuff, and that's where he meets Gavin Vernon. Uh, now Gavin uh, Gavin Vernon, uh, roughly the same age as him, uh, was born in. Uh, I'm gonna say Kintour Aberdeenshire. Uh, I sure. I know. I know. I nailed Aberdeenshire, but that's right, Aberdeenshire. But Kintour. Look, I'm, I know we're gonna get a lot of uh, yes. Twitter comments about yeah. whether it's Aberdeenshire or Aberdeenshire. Yeah. But whatever. It's yeah. Fine. Right. Yeah. You know what? I, I'll take a. <laughs> I'll take a side. Uh, you know, I, I will stand. Uh, no. So the uh, he was the son of a doctor. He was educated at uh, Strathallan School in Perthshire, Scotland. After Strathallan, Vernon completed his national service with the Royal Signals, serving in Malta, Palestine, and Cyprus. Uh, he then attended the. University of Glasgow, where Glasgow, where he studied uh, electrical electrical engineering, and uh, while studying Glasgow, he became a member of the Scottish Covenant Association, a group which supports Home Rule for Scotland. So he's uh, okay. running in the same circles as our yeah. Boy. They're just two dudes yeah. who fucking love Scotland. Yeah, just two fucking gnarly ass Scottish dudes just pounding out out there, just fucking slaying ass. It's like, <laughs> this took a weird turn. That's yeah, not yeah, what right, I yeah, exactly. Thought was gonna happen. Yeah. Here, but no. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I assume they do. Well, I, I have a, a regular rideshare driver who's a Scottish dude here in Austin, Texas, and every story he tells, he's like, yeah, <laughs> I met this girl at a bar last night, and then like, like the, the story will always meet from him being on a Tinder date, and he kind of looks like Tormund, and he has like the accent, and I'm always like, dude, I bet, Oh, wow, I bet he does well. That's what I was, I was like, I bet you fucking clean up out of here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, now, 1950, Ian Hamilton, uh, you know, he approaches Gavin Vernon, uh, he's got a plan he wants to bring that stone of scone back to scotland baby that's his thing. He wants. He's like, you know what? We have been shit on long enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, like basically, he he wanted to bring it back. That's never. Apparently, it was always kind of a soft spot for these for for Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a dignity thing, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could I could totally totally understand it. So uh, so what they did was they started to, to, to talk to people within their their uh, their political party that were going to help them out with it. And they actually were able to get funding from a Glasgow businessman named Robert Gray, who was a counselor on the Glasgow Corporation. Uh, Pat Dean's podcast. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Vernon agreed to participate uh, in the plan and they went out and got two more students they got Kay Matheson and Alan Stewart uh, so they got another girl and a guy, they got a, a girl and a, another guy they had just the right formula for a fucking sitcom essentially we're dealing they, they had their Elaine Jerry George and Kramer um, that's how I imagine it, it fell along those lines <laughs> so uh, 
Yeah, they, uh, uh, Kay Matheson and Alan Stewart were also students in Glasgow. Mm. Uh, so by removing the stone, uh, the group uh, hoped to promote their cause for Scottish devol- uh, devolution. Wait, yep. I'm a little confused. Who like they got funding for what? <laughs> Basically, they have this 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 plan uh, to steal the the, the the to steal the stone. Right. Scone. So like they're not like getting funding for like a grant or something. They're like. <laughs> Uh, no, Kath. They actually didn't get a grant. Uh, they did get the. Uh, <laughs> no, this uh, basically they got this guy Robert Gray. Uh, you know, he's a local businessman involved in the Scottish uh, independence movement, and he decides to help them fund this heist. Which this shit's not complex. Like it's not a fucking like it's. It, this is not like that. This isn't the, the charm of the story. Is like how crazy this plan was. It's pretty cut and dry. They were just gonna head on down there and figure out how to get that fucking rock. And that's what they were. All right. Yeah. So, just sending in these these this gang, this like Scooby Doo gang yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. college kids. Yeah, just a uh, just bunch of a uh, bunch of crazy cats out there. Just uh, you know, you know how it is when you steal a throne in college. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I never went to college, but I imagine that's what it's like. Um, just hijinks. Yeah, just yeah. Nationalist hijinks. <laughs> I just a lot of crusty old deans getting what for, you know. <laughs> uh, so in December 1950, a few days before Christmas, the four students from Glasgow drove to London in two Ford Anglias. Uh, not familiar with what those look like, but uh, I'll try to tweet one with the uh, the episode. Uh, <laughs> it's a journey. It took them 18 hours. And now on their arrival in London, they had a brief meeting at the Lions Corner House and decided to just make an immediate attempt at removing the stone from the Abbey. What that translates. Man, I just am imagining that road trip. Like that's a yeah. that's a good movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to steal the yeah, snow. Yeah, Woo, yeah. Just a coming of age. Relationships uh, are formed. Yeah, yeah people yeah. break up. There's fights. Yeah, they, they, they learn a learn a little about themselves in the process. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Now I don't know what Lions Corner House is. I'm going to imagine that's a pub. So I'm going to sure. tra- I'm going to translate what I think happened here. It says on arrival in London, they, they had a brief meeting at Lions Corner House and decided to make an immediate attempt at removing the stone from the Abbey. To me, that sounds like yeah. they drove to London, went to a bar, got like three or four good pops, in, and they were just like, "Fuck it, let's just go now. Let's just do it." Yeah. <laughs> let's just- I think you're 100 percent right. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. When it comes to blatant alcoholism and recklessness, I know how to read between the lines <laughs> yeah pretty pretty familiarized with that topic uh so yeah so they uh they, they later that day ian hamilton um hid under a trolley in the abbey now this is britain i don't know if a trolley is the lorry or is the lorry the boot i don't know what she was <laughs> <laughs> no i hid under a trolley in the abbey i'd imagine that's like a little like a like a room service cart Fuck sure. It. Yeah, sure. we're going to yeah, so yeah, he hit under god, some poor British person is just punching their phone right now. Uh so yeah, so he hit under uh a, a room service cart in the abbey. <laughs> but uh he was he was caught by a night watchman after the abbey doors had been closed. Uh he was briefly questioned and then let go because what a time it was. Uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, get out of the castle, you little asshole. Anyways, that's the last <laughs> I'll never do another accident again. So uh <laughs> uh, he was questioned and let go. Now, the following day, uh, so that just kind of took the wind out of their sails for the day. 
The following day, Vernon Stewart returned to Westminster Abbey and learned some information on the Watchman's shifts. There you go, you fucking Scotsman. Go back and do yeah, some reconnaissance. Yeah, that's how you do it, yeah, you idiot. Don't, you don't go get liquored up and just storm the castle. <laughs> that's not what you do. I mean, that's probably how their ancestors did it. Yeah, so yeah, they were just drawing. Yeah, they were just drawing upon history. They're like, well, you know, per per tradition, <laughs> we just got liquored up and just stormed the castle. So. uh... So they went back. They learned about the Watchmen's shifts. Now, in the middle of the night, the three men entered a works yard. Uh, Britain with their weird a works yard, a yard where works happen. A works yard, you a know, works yard. like a work yard. Works well, yeah, there. if you want to be a savage about it. But so they uh, <laughs> now they gained entrance into Poets' Corner. That's a, a a corner of Westminster Abbey, I imagine, where poetry was written, uh, sure. or a poet was held captive. One of the two. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah executed yeah 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 I, I I'm gonna say they either wrote poetry there or killed a poet there so guys let us know what, yeah. which one it is uh, <laughs> so reaching the chapel containing the tomb of Edward the first and King Edward's chair the you know the the, the throne in question they pulled yeah. they pulled down the barrier and on removing the stone from uh, under the chair uh yes because they, they had to like essentially the chair was built around the stone with uh you right know, yeah so they have to like saw the chair in half well they definitely just kind of broke into it I, I don't know if it was like if it was like a little slide that opened and allowed it to come out or if it was like kind of built around it with no no intention of it ever like being undone you know yeah. So, but so we got, don't know if it was like damaged or not. Not the chair. We do know, however, that the rock was broken because they pulled the rock okay. out and they they dropped it on the ground, the actual stone, and it broke into two <laughs> pieces. <laughs> That rules. Yeah, they, they, that's they, perfect. <laughs> that's fucking. You, you know, you get what you pay for. You pay, I feel like this is a test of whether Scotland can be a sovereign nation or not, and they failed because they dropped it. Yeah, when you drop <laughs> the fucking the symbol of your of yeah, when you drop the symbol of your solidarity, and it breaks in two. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a lot of metaphor. It's like, this is like if America like somebody during the revolutionary war like ate a bald eagle be like we can't <laughs> we're not ready <laughs> oh man uh i wonder if at any point during the rest of the mueller investigation uh trump is gonna fucking like they'll be like well you know it says in the constitution and he's like oh yeah the constitution and he just eats the constitution he's like ha now <laughs> i'm safe because they won't know that the emoluments clause or whatever the fuck was in there like, like how you like your teacher's gonna like take a note from you that you're passing in class and like the only thing to do is eat it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump, <laughs> I'm calling it now. Trump's gonna eat the Constitution, and they're gonna be it's gonna they're gonna be trying to pull it out of from his hand and pull pieces out of his mouth, and he's Roar! anyways. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the kerfuffle. Uh, so, so the it falls and it breaks into two pieces. Now the three men, I guess they got. Uh, um, yeah, Kay Matheson is outside. She's uh, she's uh, doing cover. You know, she's like uh, like keep doing lookout. There you go. That's what I meant to say. Mm. So it falls. It breaks into two pieces. The three men using Hamilton's coat uh, dragged the larger piece down the altar steps, and then Hamilton took the smaller piece to one of the cars waiting outside. Uh, they talked to this guy Ian Hamilton, who's still alive, and. Uh, it's just he seems like a really cool dude, and uh, yeah, and he, he sounds awesome. Yeah, and he he goes, uh, yeah, we just dragged it with a coat. He goes, you'll uh, you'll be surprised how much weight a coat can hold. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I guess I would be. So they. Um, now, so they get they they get the uh, the smaller piece to one of the cars waiting uh, outside. Uh, Ian Hamilton placed the small piece of the stone in the boot of the car. Now, remember, the boot is the lorry and the lorry is the trolley. So just try to keep. Uh, Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's where you play snookers. Uh, 
So, yeah, they placed the uh, the small piece of stone in the boot of the car, and they got into the passenger seat. Now, as he did this, uh, Kay Matheson had gotten in with them. They were getting ready to, you know, to bounce. And then Kay Matheson noticed a policeman in the gaslight. Uh, so, Hamilton and Matheson... Again, there's a gaslight, there's uh, yeah, a boot. Yeah, there's a- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, now, I don't know where this is in relation to the apples and pears, but I'll tell you this much. They're in some serious Barney. It's, uh... It's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, Cockney rhyming slam is the coolest fucking thing of all time. It's just, it's just pure madness. Uh, um, anyway, so yeah. Uh, now I'm reading this, but I've, I also watched an interview with the guy, and it's basically him and this girl are getting ready to uh, abscond with this fucking stone, and this policeman yeah. walks up, and so you know you're a guy and a girl in a car late at night. You don't want anybody to think you're thieving yet. What else are you going to be doing? Uh, the fucking the dude. And oh his hell thing, yeah! Yeah, he just goes. So that's when I like leaned over and gave her a kiss, and he just <laughs> and then here it's oh that rules. Yeah, yeah. Here it says that they fell into a lover's embrace, so they just definitely just started making I'm out. I'm telling you, this movie would be incredible. Yeah, they, yeah. They it, go on this road trip, and then they have to pretend to be lovers so that yeah. the cop doesn't catch them but then oops they actually kind of liked it and yeah. now I mean, <laughs> I'm so into it yeah yeah well it did, it did later get turned into a movie called The Stone of Destiny starring Charlie Cox aka Daredevil aka Blind Ninja um Damn it! Yeah. I was so ready to write this movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. all. Yeah, I've read the reviews. It says it, it, it's like definitely like the uh, like the Lizzie McGuire movie version of this type of event. It's like definitely like hell yeah, yeah. It's, awesome. it's like some. It's very like some pop fluffery. Um, yeah, I have to ask you this because I I watched the show Daredevil and a lot of talk is made to how Charlie Cox or Daredevil or whatever uh, you know uh, Matt Murdock is handsome very handsome that's like a, a recurring theme is that a good looking dude he looks like regular to me um let me look him up I have not seen Daredevil yeah because I asked my girlfriend I was like is that like it's just weird like, I'm like I'm trying, how, I'm trying what's to what's like, his name I'm looking uh, him up Charlie Cox and folks let us know on Twitter uh, females ladies out there or dudes whatever like <laughs> that would actually anybody anybody Charlie who wants Cox. to let us know is um, I'm not like I get why people like him. Yeah, well, I mean, I can see. Yeah, I mean, he's I, I definitely. I'm not throwing up looking at the guy, but like, I, I he's remember- like he's like the because he's like he's very handsome. I bet if I saw him in person, I would be like, wow, that guy's like really attractive. Yeah, but he's like he's like for based on Hollywood people, he seems like sort of attainable. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's why people are into him because it's like, he's like the hottest version of an average guy. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely, he's in your price range. Okay, I get exactly. it. He, perfect, <laughs> perfect analogy. Yeah. He's in your price range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, but like he's not because he's a movie star. Yeah, yeah, but, like, cool. he yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think you're gonna afford? It's like a Chrysler 300C. He's like the Chrysler 300C <laughs> of people. <laughs> so uh, no, it's like uh, I, I I had to ask my girlfriend because they like there's so like season one especially there's like so many references to like like he meets his, yeah yeah he meets his friend Foggy uh, Foggy Nelson in, in college and he's just like oh wow dude look you're gonna be cleaning up this year bro like just like looks at him and dude, I was like, that's so funny because like. Like, that's like the opposite of another Netflix show, Glow, 
where there are multiple jokes about how Alison Brie is like a dog. And like, <laughs> she's so beautiful. Yeah, like, yeah. She's, in- she's incredibly gorgeous. And there's all these jokes about how she's like really plain and unattractive and like Mark Marin won't fuck her and stuff. And it's like, this is ridiculous. This is like one of the yeah. most beautiful women in the world. Yeah, that's so, yeah, that's so, so stupid. I, it's I, so funny that that's just the opposite. Yeah, I love how the people like who are like, people in movies like like Roger Ebert would always point that out about how like uh, like I remember specifically his Jersey Girl review he was like uh, Ben Stiller plays a guy who can't get a date which is crazy because he looks like or not Ben Stiller but Ben Affleck he's like Ben Affleck plays a guy yeah. who can't get a date which is insane because he looks like Ben Affleck like that's <laughs> <laughs> he's doing fine yeah he'll be okay so uh, yeah so they fall into the lovers cl- the lovers clinch as it says here I, I, I'll say I say embrace embrace sounds a lot sexier than clinch that's again just some British shit yeah happening. yeah yeah, oh, I tell you, okay. no, there's nothing hotter than the word clinch. Uh, um, <laughs> so the policeman stopped out and uh, stopped. And the three had a conversation and a laugh, and they shared some jokes and a cigarette. Because again, what a time to be alive! Uh, shout out to oh my podcast. gosh. So yeah, and then he let them. He sent them on their way. He said they they got out of there. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I think it's like kind of rude though if he caught them like making out and then was like. Hey, do you want to have a cigarette with me and third wheel you? Yeah, straight up third wheel and you were the board cop, and then yeah, you know I'm a bit of an amateur photographer. If you two want to come back to my place, (laughs) (laughs) that's very rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can take some real artful shots. Uh, (laughs) So they did their thing. Yeah, they shared some jokes, had a cigarette, and they uh, they drove off uh, to Victoria. Presumably a town in, in London or in England, rather. Now Hamilton, sure. uh, uh, Hamilton getting out on the way. Uh, now he got out on the way to walk back to the Abbey. So he, so she drives off with the stone. He's walking back. On his arrival, there was no sign of Vernon and Stewart. So he proceeded, proceeded to drag the large piece of the stone to the car himself. Get it, Hamilton, Ian, Ian Hamilton. Uh, as he was driving away, he saw Vernon and Stewart walking towards him. Now, the stone was so heavy when they got it in the car that the springs were sagging. So, yeah, Vernon feared that the alarm had been raised. So he made his way to Rugby, Warwickshire, and uh, Hamilton and Stewart drove to Kent. Now, they went to and they they go to Kent and they hid the the large piece of stone in a field and made their way back to Scotland and where Matheson had left the car, uh, her car. And then they they that had the small piece in it of the stone. And with a friend in the Midlands and and. and, we, and with a friend of the, the Midwinds, with them, the, they had a friend in the Midlands. Okay, <laughs> they had a okay, friend. they had a friend in the Midlands. He was in the Midlands. Him and Vernon, uh, they made her and Vernon made their way back to Scotland by train. So they, they hid, yeah, they hid the fucking stone. Uh, in the I car. feel like all this information is going to turn into a math problem where you're going to ask me like, yeah. so who got there first? <laughs> yeah, there will be a test. So. So, which one of them got back to Scotland when? Like, I feel like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's uh, just a lot going on. Yeah. Anyway, they all escaped. Yeah, they all get out of there. They hit. They hit the small. They they buried the big piece in a field in Kent. They hid the small piece in the car and then left the car at a friend in the Midlands house. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then, they, and then they they all made their way back to Scotland by train. Now, the next morning, uh, on discovering that the stone was missing, the authorities. Closed Closed the border between Scotland and England for the first time in 400 years. They had never done that. They closed the border. Uh, so they, you know, so they're going through. They got, I'm sure they got questioned. They got stopped, but you know, they didn't. I mean, 
I just like this because it's like the authorities were like, yeah, we know who did this. Yeah, like, yeah it was obviously. Yeah, this was 100% Scotland. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We have one suspect and it's Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> they put out an APB for Scotland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, a fortnight later, and now again for our uh, non Brits out there, fortnight is 43 days. Um, <laughs> a fortnight, <laughs> it's seven and a half weeks. That's a fortnight. No, a fortnight's like, what, two weeks? <laughs> Yeah, two weeks. I so, think it's I think it's like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two weeks later, Hamilton and some friends, including John Jocelyn, whose twenty-first great-grandfather was, ironically, Edward the First, the guy who stole the fucking stone in the first place. Again, that is like some fucking UK ass trivia. Yeah. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, by the way, he was related to this guy six hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely possible over there. It's crazy. They'll like do like genetic tests of like modern day Brits, and it'll be like, yeah, your jet genes go all the way. You like, they'll, they'll test a guy from like Kent, and then like, they're like, yeah, your genes trace back to like seven hundred years ago, also in Kent. Like, they don't fucking leave. Yeah. They just stay there. It's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, they they returned and they recovered the two pieces of the stone and they brought them to Glasgow. Uh, so they hired a stonemason uh, named uh, Bailey Robert Gray uh, to mend the stone, and Gray placed a brass rod inside the stone containing containing a piece of paper. Now to this day, nobody knows what was written on the piece of paper. So ooh, a yeah, mystery. Yeah, yeah, a mystery within a mystery wrapped in a vest. But uh. <laughs> So they, uh, yeah, so they writes it in there. Now, in April 1951, the police, now, so at this point, everybody's, you know, things are going fucking crazy, but here's the thing. They're like three months out from the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II, the current queen of, uh, of, of England. So they need this shit back, because apparently when you spend 600 years pretending that all this shit fucking matters, you convince your citizenry that it does indeed matter, and now they're like, what? You're going to coronate the queen without the stone? No! Like, like that. what, are you crazy? Yeah. Are you crazy? Don't be cursed. Yeah, are you trying to get us killed you know that's like, yeah so it's a big deal so they need that shit so now now they 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 get it back to scotland and they, uh, they i talked to the i talked i'm sorry i was watched an interview with ian hamilton and he talked about just like how crazy that felt bringing that fucking rock back over the scottish border like that's gotta be i bet oh but yeah like like you know you're like like you're 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 doing something that's like altering the course of like a hundred a history that's hundreds of years it's millennia yeah 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 yeah. it's gotta be fucking crazy that to hold things that like i grew up in like a lot in germany like we lived in germany twice and i'd go to places and like i'd like be at some castle and i'd I'd touch a doorknob i'd be like this fucking doorknob has been a doorknob for years you know like centuries you know, like, yeah it, it's crazy the history that's like the history over there that's just like right there around you it's pretty odd so um like i was watching a fucking discovery channel thing one time and they were showing they know the spot where jesus uh got his or was confronted by the guards when they cut peter's ear off they know exactly where that spot is it is behind an apartment building <laughs> like that's so fucking weird yeah yeah everything's just <laughs> It's so immediate. It's just all around you all the time. Yeah, exa- really yeah, just- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, like, like at first you're like, oh holy shit! But if you lived in that apartment building, you'd probably be like, I don't man, fuck that. I gotta go to work. I don't care about that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so the stone. Uh, so the stone is is is. Uh, it's out there they need it back and they start getting fucking desperate because they, they they have no they have no clue they have no fucking lead they have nowhere to go find it so they just have to fucking they just have to come out to the public and say look if this stone shows back up somewhere nobody's getting in trouble 
that's so fucking tight like they 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 just had to be like yeah that they were like yeah if you guys just please give it back it's like when you like something goes right. missing in class and we like, need it it's, yeah we like we don't care we get it you're scottish yeah. we took it <laughs> whatever yeah you're all just please give it back <laughs> yeah you're all whacked out on heroin and shortbread we understand like you guys have a lot going on <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they did. They did uh, conduct an investigation with specific focus on Scotland. Uh, all four of the group were interviewed, and uh, and so no, well, yeah. So they they tell them everything's going to be good to go. Once given the word that nothing's going to be happening uh, to them, uh, you know, at all, uh, you know, as long as it gets back, they decide to uh, go and return it in the in the dark of night to the high altar at Arbroath Abbey, where in 1321, uh, the assertion of Scottish nationhood was made in the Declaration of Arbroath. So that's pretty cool. They drop it off at a place where Scottish, like, where Scotland back in, as far back as 1320 was like, no, fuck y'all. You know, like, like they... Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. still like a symbolic action. Yeah. Like, here it is. So remember all this shit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the stone was, retur- was returned to Westminster Abbey in February 1952 uh, the police did invect- uh, conduct investigations with a sp- uh, specific focus on Scotland all four of the group were interviewed and all later confessed to their involvement with the exception of, exception of Ian Hamilton he my man never officially even though like he's in an interview talking about it he never officially fucking confessed to it because he's a goddamn cool G. as a fucking cucumber yeah, 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 yeah. love this guy <laughs> love him yeah, look up his interview. He's like he's worth watching. He's just like he's he's a cool dude. Uh the authority he sounds fucking bad ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like for real. Now the authorities decided not to prosecute because, you know, the the potential for the event to become politicized was far too great. Uh Sir Hartley Shawcross addressing the parliament on the matter said, "Just imagine just the 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 bad guy and king Ralphiest dude ever." And um he said the clandestine removal of the stone from Westminster Abbey and the manifest disregard for the sanctity of the Abbey were vulgar acts of vandalism, which have caused great <laughs> distress and offense in both England and Scotland. I do not think, however, that public interest required criminal requires criminal proceedings to be taken. So that was the, that was that they were off the fucking hook, uh, you know, wow. and, and at the time it happened to understand the implications of the raid. I mean, at this time, the United Kingdom was just after the end of the Second World War. It was a unified nation. And even in an era of post-war austerity, um, like Scottish independence was not on the national agenda. It just wasn't being talked about. So at the time, yeah. the Scottish National Party had 0.7 percent of the vote. Uh, the Labour Party had withdrawn its commitment to the cause and the Conservative Party was at the high point of its popularity in Scotland. Uh, the raid was completely unexpected and it gave the cause of Scottish nationalism uh, a brief sense of prominence in the public conscience throughout the UK, United Kingdom and beyond. Uh, the st- wow. This- so like this basically like when this happened, so Scottish nationalism is like sort of a left wing party. Yeah. And when this was happening, this was like a very conservative uh, era. Yeah, this was like so this th- happened, and this like helped establish the cause. This yeah, yeah, this helped legitimize it. Yeah, it, it helped like pe- yeah, it helped like kind of awaken the, the 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 need for it, or you know, the desire to to, to fight that this rules. to fight this battle. Yeah, they it really had like wide reaching political uh, ramifications because um, that's awesome. Yeah, it was completely unexpected, and they they said uh, the students became notorious for the daring heist and in Scotland. They achieved hero status. 
Uh, while in contrast, the English were somewhat bewildered. <laughs> the English are always bewildered. Yeah, they're man. always That's somewhat bewildered. Yeah. Uh, so the heist of the students became synonymous with the nationalist political movement in Scotland from 1950 onwards. Uh, over time, the incident the incident encouraged a belief in change, throwing open to scrutiny the union which had existed since 1707. Uh, for most Scots, the incident was an inspirational event, both at the time and for generations to come. Uh, long before the stone was officially returned. Now, okay, now here's the thing. This is the end of it. The stone eventually, as a result of all this, and the result of the Scottish nationalism, like the wave of nationalism that resulted from it, uh, Scotland eventually was like, hey, man, give it fucking back. Give it back to us. It's ours. Like, you know, like you guys took it. That's awesome. So they, they ended up giving it back. In after 1996, all that. Uh, 1996, uh, the stone was officially returned. Now, they tried to give it back in 1300s, and a bunch of fucking drunk Britons were like, oi, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, in, uh, in Scotland, it was officially returned in 1996, and the Scottish, uh, the Scottish people. Um, uh, voted for devolution in uh, 1997 or they had a vote the first vote they ever had on it and the removal the removal of the stone of scone in 1950 contributed to those events so now it's back it's being held at the same church it used to be held in uh however they do give it they are required to give it back whenever they do a coronation so they, they have to go so they send it back to they the send UK. it back the next time they they, they crown a, a monarch they're going to send it back and the it'll depend on this and then they'll i would just imagine at the end of the night some guys just like like, oh, I'm going to swing it back by Scotland real quick and just like grabs the keys and just drives it back up to Scotland. Uh, and yeah, so that's the uh, that's the story of that. Uh, the epilogue. So everybody, no consequences. No consequences. They gave the stone back. It helped yeah. further their political cause. There is no downside here. Yeah, no downside. Uh, you know, one might say they got off scot-free. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Scott free, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It. what? Scott free. Yeah. Now the, uh, the, Did you do the story just so you could say that? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just so I could do that. Now, now, uh, what ended up happening, uh, our, our good friend Ian Hamilton, uh, after graduating from the university, Hamilton was admitted to the bar and became a practicing lawyer. Um, so they gave him a wig, I imagine. That's how they do things there. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, he joined the Labor Party for a short while, but has spent most of his life in active politics as a member of the Scottish National Party. He was the S&P candidate. Yeah, he was the S&P candidate for the Strathclyde East seat in the 1994 election of the European Parliament, as well as a candidate for the S&P in the uh, Greenock and uh, Inverclyde seats in the 1999 election of the Scottish Parliament. He was the rector of the University of Aberdeen from 94 to 96. Uh, he was awarded the degree of Doctor of Laws in his final year. He was also chosen by the Glasgow University of Scottish Nationalist Association, the Glasgow University Scottish Nationalist Association as their candidate for the rectoral election in 1999, in which he came in second to the actor Ross Kemp. So, you know, that is. So is the actors, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, that's their, that's their Reagan. They come man. in at the last minute and they win the election because yeah. they yeah. recognition. <laughs> yeah, he, two uh, people like he and Hamilton. Yeah, and Hamilton, he did go on to write two autobiographical works. Uh, oh, man, yeah. this is so great. In 1990, he really... This guy's had the most interesting life on earth. Yeah, for real. This wasn't an interesting guy in the world. In 1990, he released his uh, first uh, autobiographical work called A Touch of Treason. And then in 1994, he released the sequel, 
a touch more treason. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, this is the most like fucking UK story yeah, I've ever yeah. heard in my life. Uh, he had a blog for a while where he would post commentary on the Scottish social and political life, but now he just occasionally posts thoughts to Twitter. Uh, well, I will definitely tweet. I'll tweet this. He's out. on Twitter. Yeah, he's on Twitter. Oh, uh, I'm totally gonna fucking follow him. Yeah, awesome. In February 2009, BBC News and Daily Telegraph reported that Hamilton was suing the Royal Bank of Scotland over claims they that missold his shares to him in april 2008 uh he said he purchased 640 shares at two pounds per share uh and that they uh as part of a 12 billion dollar rights issue the writ he lodged in court claimed the bank invited shareholder oh yeah i don't know what any of this yeah yeah ba- okay, i don't know yeah. what a single word of this yeah, basically uh the royal bank of scotland sold him shares at a price that was inflated to uh to um over overestimate their worth to their investors and they defrauded investors uh he alleged this is a whole other scam this is a scam yeah. within a scam yeah scam within a scam baby uh he ended up dropping the case after the small claims court refused to deal with it <laughs> so he still can't take her he's still fucking kicking around you know uh, causing shit just on whatever the scottish version of judge judy is yeah now he was uh the film was turned in it was turned into a movie called the stone of destiny uh starring daredevil uh as the protagonist uh, as ian hamilton uh leading a team of students to reclaim the stone of scone additionally hamilton has a, sm- a small cameo role so he did a little uh he did a little fucking um what's the guy stan lee he did a little stan lee uh yeah, meaning, yeah, yeah, meaning yeah. that he the groped class. his groped his home care worker <laughs> so uh yeah that's it man that's it baby that's the stone of scone stone of destiny aka young stone wow. I, I really, I think I'm going to write a remake of this movie. Because that's like an amazing... It really, it has all the fucking There's elements. a lot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think this is the first one where I've been like unreservedly like, would you do it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, in a fucking heartbeat. Like, I'm, I'm sad I yeah. haven't had the opportunity to do something similar, you know? <laughs> the o- Yeah, exactly. Like, the only negative thing is that they broke it. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they were drunk. They if we're young. <laughs> um, I, I would just like like the only the only like I allegiance I really feel like that heavily for is like I said I, I'm a I'm a big fan of state of Texas. I love I love my home state, and like I can't imagine what I would do that would be like that. But for some reason, I just imagined you doing something to protect the honor of New Hampshire, and like you're just like riding, <laughs> riding back from Vermont on like fucking like with a live free or die fucking bumper sticker, just like fuck yeah, be badass. Yeah. I stole back I I stole back Stephen King's original fuck. I don't know whatever the fuck it is you guys treasure <laughs> up there. Uh, so yeah, that'll be Maine. Maine's gonna steal. Stephen King manuscript <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhere. <laughs> oh, Maine! Just shook my fist in the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's that, that's the uh, Stone of Scone. Yeah, definitely would do it. Definitely worth it. Uh, if you're thinking of doing anything like that, please do it. <laughs> yeah, just vote for it, man. Yeah, as long as nobody's going to get hurt. Nobody's going to hurt. What if what if this took a turn for the dark? Like, what if when that guy walked up on them in the car instead of falling into a lover's embrace and smoking a cigarette with the guy, what if they just murdered him? <laughs> like, and it was like, whoa, this took a weird <laughs> turn. <laughs> it takes a real, real hard yeah, turn. Yeah, it gets dark. Yeah. They kill a police officer. <laughs> I'm glad that they had the quick thinking to make out instead yeah. of murdering the cops. Yeah, yeah, man. Make love, not war. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh 
that that's a moray. That's what that is. I, uh, that's yeah. A, thanks for uh, thanks for reviewing us on iTunes and doing yeah. all that stuff, everybody. Yeah, the, the, appreciate the, it. The online like uh, feedback. This is last week in particular has been fucking awesome. Uh, I uh, yeah yeah yeah. We've had, really had people reaching out, giving us story ideas. We will respond to your message as well. I, I you sent us that great uh, story. You know who you are. We will get back to you. Um, I, 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 yeah, we love when people send us stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, it's really cool. If you have any ideas, you know, message us on on the Facebook. Uh, you know, follow us at LCS Podcast on Twitter, and um, yeah, I'll uh, this week. This is gonna be dropping tomorrow, right, Ethan? Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you're not doing anything uh, tomorrow night at ten o'clock, I'm gonna be at Latchkey on East Six in Austin, Texas, with like this is like a really really dope lineup. Uh, Jared Holly has been putting shows together. Our good friend Jared Holly, and like he he knows how to fucking throw a little show together, man. Uh, he really does. Yeah this uh this 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 list this track list here of, of the hotness. Uh, come on, I'm gonna be there with Jared Holly, Ariel Greenspoon, Austin Smart, Avery Moore, Devin Walker, Joe Stats, Nikita Redcar, and Zach Brooks. That's a fucking amazing lineup. If you yeah, know anything about Austin comedy, yeah, that's like yeah, it's gonna be ten o'clock at Latchkey, and then uh, Friday night I will do be doing the our monthly kick. I'll be hosting the Kickbutt Comedy Showcase and closing out uh, as Vanilla Presley, and we're gonna have uh, Michael Dede and Zaid Dujian from uh, Houston. It's gonna be a great fucking show. So that's where you can find me this week. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, Kathy, you got, um, you got anything coming up? Yeah, I have. Uh, if you're listening to this in New York, I have a show on Thursday um, at 9 p.m. That's the 18th uh, at Beauty Bar on the Lower East Side, and that's free. So come check that out. It'll be really fun. Um, those are always great shows. And then I'm coming to Austin, actually, um, oh, yeah. in early February. So. I have Master Pancake shows um, February 2nd, February 3rd, uh, and then February 9th and February 10th, so come to those. I have uh, Ships Golden February 5th, if you want to come see me do some stand-up. I'm going to be doing this thing uh, on the 7th, a bunch of shit. I'll remind you again. Cool, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All come right, we're 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 busy busy bees, folks. So come check us out, and uh, also uh, this is way off in the future, but New York in March. I'm coming. I'm coming to town, baby. I'm coming in and doing some shows. Yeah, that's gonna come to New York. It's yeah, been great. Yeah, the, the 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 big the biggest apple. That's where I'm gonna be. Uh, all right, well, yeah, apple. guys. Uh, again, yeah, follow us on all the on all the shits. Uh, you know, and like us and review us and write a few kind words and just thanks for being awesome and sorry for the delay. And uh, yeah, guys, remember above all else, don't get caught. Don't get caught. Bye, everybody. Bye. International.